Welcome to the Die Hard Hoops podcast, Game 5 reactionary episode. And man, oh man, from 2-0 down to 3-2 up, Bucks, Deer Valley on the precipice, one game away from sealing the deal and crowning themselves as NBA World Champions. It doesn't seem like that long ago where we were talking about do the Suns have a weakness, you can't guard them, they got a great inside play, they got a great point guard, they got a, a shooting guard who's coming into his own, they have all this length and athleticism on the wings, on the perimeter, you got that stout defensive guy and Crowder, you know, mucking things up, what a balanced team, and then just like that, it's 3-2, and Micah? I got to issue an apology. I have to issue an apology to Deer Valley because I had said if the game was close, the Bucks aren't going to win those games. The Bucks need to win with some space in between because if it gets close, the late game decision making and the inability for Giannis to hit free throws is going to come back to bite them. <laughs> now. I can't give a hard, hard apology because they actually won in spite of those things. Giannis was 4 for 11 from the line. And as I know you're going to talk about, because we tried recording this episode already and it deleted. (laughs) Um, Like, they got this big lead hitting unbelievable shots, but they also gave it up by taking these really unbelievably tough shots. You know, and um, you can't live on that. And it comes back to why I'm still not even certain that the Bucks are going to win the title is because Giannis still can't make free throws. He made just over a third of his free throws. And after having such a big lead, moving the basketball, doing a lot of the right things offensively, the Bucks went back to iso ball for, like, it seemed like the majority of the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, I think one of the big reasons they held on was they made enough plays offensively. Middleton hit an extremely clutch. Like that step back. He had two step backs that were just you know, tough. Um, but it was defensively. Like Holiday is one of the best defenders in the league. You know, and, and he strips. Booker comes down. Aliyup and one dunk by Giannis. Um, you know, what they're doing defensively has been huge, huge, huge. And um, to me, that was one of the, the big reasons why they're up is, is how well they offensive rebound and how well they've been defensively. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, you're not going to get an apology from me, but you will get a pat on the back. Pat on the back. And uh, because I said last time that the Bucks' big three has not proven that they can all play well at the same time. You know, each one of them individually has had great games throughout this postseason. But I said, you know, they didn't prove that they could all play together, play at the same time. Um, And I didn't think they would be able to do that this year. But guess what? They did it. So for that, you get a pat on the back. Um, Not because I was wrong. Well, I was wrong about the timing. But I was right about what they need to fix. And, yeah, I, I mean... Holiday, I'm trying to decide who is more clutch between Holiday and Middleton. 
Um, I'd say throughout this whole finals, it's been Middleton. Uh, obviously, Holiday's been shooting horrible. Uh, last game, he did great. But just the clutch plays that, that Middleton and Holiday made. You know, Middleton's been hitting the tough, tough mid-range shots, which, you know, I have had an issue with his playing style throughout this postseason. Uh, his playing style sometimes really bothers me. It seems like he's trying to shoot the hardest shot he possibly can. But, hey, when it's clutch time and you need a bucket, I'd rather have him take the shot right. over anybody else on the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, but my issue with those shots is that I feel like sometimes he does it, like, in the first quarter yeah. or with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and you just come down the court and do a spin move step back. It's like, what are you doing? Um, but, man, if, if it's crunch time, take us home. And they all worked together and did that. Giannis making huge plays, using his athleticism and playing with the playing style that you and I hoped he would be. Um, and Holiday making huge plays on both ends of the floor. He had a nice semi-transition three-pointer uh, in the crunch time, and then obviously he had the steal alley-oop to Giannis uh, and one. Should have been a flagrant on Paul. And yeah, you should not push somebody with two nope. hands when they're in there. Which is uh, why I don't like Chris Paul at all. He's a very cheap player, um, but you know he doesn't. You know, he gets away with it. He's um, got great commercials. Great commercials. PR baby. Great PR. commercials. Um, yeah, I mean they proved they could all play together, and you know things are not looking good for the Suns right now. Booker's played out of his mind. Well, not out of his mind. He's capable of the way he's playing, and I has been capable of it for a few years now and I'm glad everybody's seeing it but I mean the odds of him doing that again you know Booker putting up 45-50 next game and the Suns winning it I think that's a smaller chance than the Bucks big three playing well together again so I think the Bucks are going to take it home well I'll say this I think whoever wins game six wins the title you know that that's that's what I'm willing to bet. Whoever wins Game Six wins wins the title. Um, if Milwaukee can't seal the deal here, I sure as heck don't think they're going to seal the deal with a rabid crowd. I mean, did you see how crazy some of those fans are in Phoenix? Yeah, that dude brought like oh twelve hundred bucks in cash. Was counting the free throws with hundred dollar bills. Oh my goodness! I mean, those guys are rabid. Rabbit fans. And so, I mean, I just think Milwaukee's going to have a heck of a time trying to win in Death Valley. And, um, you know, which which means they got to they win this one of one. And, it, you know what they say, it's tough to beat a team four straight. And um, that's what they got to do if they want to win the title is win four straight. Um, but it's just kind of cool when you look back at playoffs in general and then get to the finals and every year you know it's it's legacy and it's going to be a legacy maker for one of these two teams especially for a a booker a paul especially a paul and a Giannis. like those three guys especially like if booker if phoenix wins it let's say booker plays out of his mind these last two and he has been playing awesome he gets the MVP. I look how young he is. Like, he could go throughout the rest of his career. He's he's an NBA champion. He's the NBA Finals MVP. You've done it on the biggest stage. You're like, dude, you're... You, you, certified. Certified, man. Like, 
what else is there to prove? I mean, obviously you want to try to do it again and again, but you've reached the pinnacle. Um, Chris Paul, you know, after, you know, years and years of playoff disappointment and uh, being able to say, man, we finally climbed the mountain. Um, and him not him going on that list and transitioning from that list of being with the Carl Malones and the Charles Barkleys and, you know, the Elgin Baylors and Patrick Ewing being off that list and onto a list of, of champions. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's in that club with, like, he could be in that club with, like, a Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, yeah. it's a different class, you know, as far as winning a title. Um, and then he moves up the all-time point guard ranks, possibly, you yeah. know. Um, right now I got Magic, I got Curry, and I got Isaiah Thomas. And I'm – Chris Paul is, you know, 4-5 or five to me. But if he wins a title, I got to bump him up to number four for sure. A solid number four all-time uh, point guard in, in my my expert opinion. So um, – and then you go to Giannis, and the dude is putting up Shaq-like numbers. I mean, where – What's that step if, if Milwaukee wins it? Giannis, you know, keeps balling the way he is. Like, how would you characterize him in his career already? Oh, man. I'd say, obviously, superstar. You know, there's such a big... What's the what's what's in between a superstar and a legend? Because he's going to be right in between that after he wins one ring. You know, if he wins three rings, legend. Right now, if he gets this ring this year, he's in between superstar and legend with the numbers and the way he dominates the game. And I don't know what the word is that, that's between those, but yeah. he's that. I mean, he's got the MVPs. He's got the defense player of the year. Um, and to be able to cap it off with an NBA title, his – He's bumped himself up in the class. Like we talked about with Dirk Nowitzki, like when when they won that title, it changed how he's looked at. And is that fair or not fair? It's not really for me to say. But you can't, when somebody wins a title, you look at them differently. Does it mean you look down upon those that haven't won a title? Not necessarily. But when someone has, has been on the biggest stage and they have won it, you have to make note of that. And you can't take that championship away from him. And the way he's expanded his game from even in the beginning of the playoffs, ISO, too much dribbling, too many threes, into now not shooting as many threes. He's become a better passer. He's, he's driving. He's kicking it to the corner. He's hitting people when he gets in the high post and they'll cut. They'll hit him on a little backdoor basket cut. Uh, he wasn't making those passes at the beginning of the NBA playoffs. You know, like, this is the best he's ever been. Yep. Great defensive player. He's not doing what he's not good at, which is another part of being a great player is knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and then his his IQ has gone up. The, the game is like it's slowed down for him. And so now, instead of him passing when he gets stuck, he's passing when it's the right time and place for his teammates to get the basketball a lot of times. Yep. And that's... That's the next step for him as a superstar is to be able to do that. And then obviously to be able to, you know, knock down free throws, you know, even getting to 60% from the line. 
is a big step for, for him. So, I mean, where do you, as we finish up the pod, you know, where do you see the finals going? Um, I agree with you that whoever wins game six uh, wins the title. But I think that the Bucks are, you know, I'm heavily favoring them in game six. So, you know, whoever wins game six wins the title. But the Suns are a huge underdog right now. Um, but I guess one question to ask you is with, with the way that the big three for the Bucks played um, in game five, how do you think that they'll carry that over into the next game? Will, will we see the Bucks uh, that sometimes this postseason have confused us as we're sitting there watching the game? Like, what are they thinking? Are we going to see that big three? Or are we going to see the big three that we saw in the last four minutes of this, well, th- throughout the whole game, but especially in the last moments of this game five, are we going to see that big three um, in this game six? I think that what we've seen from Giannis, we're going to see. Like, I think Giannis is coming to play. He, he just – I feel like he's figured some things out. So the question for me is Middleton and Holiday. And, I mean, they. what I saw, I liked and disliked within just game five alone. I mean, there were times where the ball was moving, guys were taking the right shots, they were being aggressive at the right times. And you're like, man, if they play like this, they're not going to lose. But then within the same game, there were times where it's like, why are you isolating when you just brought the ball up? You know, no motion, no dribble penetration, inside out plays. If they, and they finished kind of like that, to be honest. Like they had some nice plays, some hero ball plays by Middleton. But if they start out the game like that, I don't think they're going to win. Um, if they start out the game more so how they played in the second and third quarter, of game five where the ball's moving you know that's where a guy like Connaughton gets some open shots that's a that's a time where a PJ Tucker might be able to hit an open three that's a guy time where you know Portis might be able to get get an opportunity to score but it's got to be based off those three guys moving the basketball attacking gaps playing inside out as far as their dribble penetration and Giannis posting up going inside out um so I don't know what to expect Besides, Giannis, is, I think, is going to show up. I think the role players, because they're at home, are going to show up. I have no idea which version of Holiday and Middleton are going to show up, which is why I'm so intrigued to watch the next game. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. I think Chris Paul is going to go all out. Booker is going to go all out. The whole team, I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be down to the wire. And um, we're going to see a really tight, tight game. So thanks for listening to the Die Hard Hoops podcast. Hopefully this one records and you can listen to it. Peace. Peace.